right, everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of Twin Cities Trekkies. I am Wes. And I'm Kenzie. And, you know, <laughs> this is kind of weird uh, about how we're going to start this off. Um, I had originally planned to just record two episodes. That's normally what we do um, here on Twin Cities Trekkies. We record two episodes about every two weeks. Um, but we've had some exciting news lately coming from star trek picard actually so there's a brand new teaser trailer <laughs> just in time for captain picard day which is june 16th so <laughs> so that's it i guess i guess that's the calendar equivalent of captain picard day because you know they don't go by the gregorian calendar in the star trek universe. yeah <laughs> So <laughs> they don't go by the that, that, by that calendar of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, they really don't do that, except for in generations. Like, oh, everything will be done by Tuesday. Um, yeah. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't go by the Gregorian calendar. So, uh, so it's generally regarded as June sixteenth of every year. It's Captain Picard Day. Uh, so Paramount Plus decided to um, release a brand new teaser trailer. Um, in celebration of Captain Picard Day, or it was called Star Trek Picard Day. <laughs> uh, that's what the, the official title was called, Picard Day. <laughs> oh yes, yes. So we have had a little divergent in our, in at least what I wanted to do for our plans for recording. So, so this is going to be inserted right in the middle, right in the front. <laughs> Brand new teaser trailer. Yeah, usually we do these like a little quicker because it's more like us predicting, talking about mm -hmm. what our thoughts are. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a different format than other episodes, but yes, something got to pop in and dedicate some time to because when it first comes out, you know, you want to get a chance to speak on it while it's fresh before other spoilers and things happen, like developments. Mm -hmm. Yes, totally. That's why we're doing this one episode. This is the 20th episode. So that's what we're going to do for this 20th episode. Uh, so to get in touch with us, it's pretty simple. Simply email us at tctrekkiespodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, leave us an email with anything you like to say. I mean, keep it within reason, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, definitely uh, episode suggestions are welcome from that or um, any feedback on your on the episode you listen to and stuff like that. It's perfectly fine. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. The handle is TC Trekkies Pod for both social media platforms. Uh, it's um, there's uh, like an episode posted every Wednesday, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, like a post for it on both those um, <laughs> both those platforms. Granted, the Instagram can't be scheduled. Um, if it could, I would. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've tried to put a schedule because I do that for the Facebook posts. Um, you can, right. Yeah, you can at least save, I think, like save a post and then just keep it. Yeah. I bet there's like an app or something. I'm like some body app that you can just like. Here, schedule that. an Instagram post. <laughs> yeah. Download another app to do that in another app. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's funny, but that's okay. Um, But it's fine. I generally uh, post them about seven hours after they posted, you know, on Facebook and on the social media on when the episode is released um stuff like that so you'll see an instagram post then around, around for about seven eight hours afterward because you know it posts when i'm i'm asleep but <laughs> but that's okay when we're both asleep but it's okay because you know you get up in the morning here brand new episode for you um <laughs> so uh definitely comments are welcome from there too and then um for voice messages um i know i said the last time we recorded um I think there is no time limit. Um, so uh, for the voice messages, so go to anchor.fm slash Twin Cities Trekkies. Once there, just click on that little message, that little message bottom at the bottom of the screen. Takes you to a little screen to um, record your voice. Um, and I think it can be for any length of time. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from your laptop. You can do it from anywhere. Just make sure you have somewhere you have a microphone and um, enable it. So you can speak through it and stuff like that. And um, leave us a voice message. We would gladly hear your lovely voice. But just keep in mind that any comments you may leave, verbal or written, 
may be featured in a future episode of Twin Cities Trekkies. Okay, so we do have feedback. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask him, like, do we have any feedback? Yeah, we do uh, on a couple of our episodes recently. Nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, they're both from the same person, uh, James, Jim, Jim Stoffel, <laughs> one of my friends, one of my Trekkie friends who lives out in California. Howdy, Jim, if you're listening to this. Yeah, howdy. <laughs> so uh, for episode 16, which was titled Representation Matters, which was our, about um, our LGBT, um, the LGBTQIA representation in the franchise, um, and we had a very good discussion about it. Um, I think it's one of, I think, I think, um, a lot of people had a really positive reaction to it, at least as far as I'm aware of. <laughs> so, but he says, representation is very important. I have been, I've been a supporter of gay rights since I was in high school in the late seventies. It's sad. There has to be a discussion about this. LGBTQ and CIS individuals should have been treated the same way for a long time. Love is love. There is no difference. We are all the same. We are all human, and we all want to be loved. Awesome. Yeah. I can dig it. It is important. Representation does matter. I really liked that episode because I think that's something that Star Trek stands out about doing and being really proactive about. So yeah, definitely is exciting. And then having a history of kind of running into trying to represent and it not being the right time, so to speak. So mm-hmm. the history of it is pretty, pretty significant. Yes. And I was just going to ask if you've listened to our podcast, like when we're not recording. <laughs> so you answered my question. <laughs> yeah, you didn't answer my question without even me asking. <laughs> do, I, do you listen to our podcast when you're like working? <laughs> I do. Uh... <laughs> Sometimes kind of, I can handle listening to my voice. I uh, I got a weird thing about my own voice where I just don't sound like how I expect myself to sound. So sometimes it throws me off. I'm like, I can't listen to it. Just throws. I have to pretend it's not me talking. (laughs) Yeah, I understand completely. You know, because speaking of that, um, there was one time I was listening to one of our episodes and I was actually making dinner and um, my wife comes in from work. And uh, my wife, Holly, comes home from work and she said, oh, are you talking to somebody? No, <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm listening to one of my podcast episodes. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> now there's there's two of you. <laughs> Just like talk with yourself, while, like as you record it, or, like listening to the recording, be yeah. talking with yourself and having a conversation about it. Yeah, and she thought I was talking to you. <laughs> Yeah, just like, oh, did you give Kenzie a call? It's like, oh, nope, just listening to recording of ourselves. Don't mind me. Yeah, don't mind me. Yeah, uh, I was, I was just, yeah, I just wanted to mention that right now because I do listen to our podcast when I'm working. So I think it's important to do. Yeah, listen to it, check it through. Because sometimes if you hear something wild, it's like, oh wait, did I say that? <laughs> it's like, oops. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have feedback for episode 18, which was titled Thresholds of Spock's Brain, which, which I titled it, uh, cause we talked about both episodes and they were classified as weird episodes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I thought that was a very really cool title, Thresholds of Spock's Brain. Um, <laughs> and he said, I really liked Innocence and Threshold. Innocence is one of my favorite Voyager episodes in my top 20. And Spock's Brain is actually a good episode in my book. I enjoyed the episode. Good job. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, pretty convoluted on how people categorize those because I've had people where, like, I've seen an episode where I'm like, I do not understand why this episode was even made. Or just being like, I don't know how to feel about this episode. Everyone's like, dude, that's my favorite episode. Like, I love that episode of Star Trek. It's like, huh. Everybody has their own taste, you know? Like Yeah, yeah, to each their own, yeah. To each their own about how they feel about favorite episodes and stuff like that, you know? Because um, there was a post in a Star Trek Facebook group I saw last night, actually, as I recorded this. Um, someone had posted like their top uh, worst episode, three episodes from the first season of Next Generation, 
and the top three funny episodes. And um, the worst episodes the person mentioned were the pilot encountered at Farpoint, uh, Skin of Evil, and the Arsenal of Freedom. Um, personally, I think all three of them are great. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't have any qualms with those. I don't have any qualms with those either. I mean, out of those three, I have to mean, granted, um, I agree with what Maria Sirius has said about Encounter at Farpoint. She has stated that um, Encounter at Farpoint is like Star Trek meets the movie Sophie, Sophie's Choice. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she has said that on occasion um, because I don't, I don't understand. I've never seen Sophie's Choice. But um, but uh, definitely she mentions that occasionally. And I do like Skin of Evil and I do like The Arsenal of Freedom um, because the Arsenal of Freedom definitely was an episode that tried to tell about the um, arms race between the Soviet Union and the United States in the late 80s with the Cold War. Yeah, that was going to say, out of those three, I'd say that's probably my favorite one. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel like that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's so that it depends on if people actually like stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, one of the episodes they mentioned was for like the funny episode was Justice. No. <laughs> I really think Justice is kind of like a bad one, but um, I mean, there's a lot more clunkers than there are good ones in season one of The Next Generation, and I yeah, think Justice is one of them. So, <laughs> but and they also mentioned Haven, the first time we met Loxana Troy, and uh, <laughs> the overbearing mother. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, that in itself can be hilarious because, uh, yeah, she's yeah, she was in control in that episode too, and they. All those traits of being an overbearing mother pretty much happened right then in that episode, even though it's a very, very weird episode, too. Yeah. Uh, so, um, because it's just, you know, it's all the plot's all over the place. So, that's what I'm saying. It's all over the place. So, that's why I classify it as like a weird episode. Not necessarily a bad one, but it's just a weird Yeah. Episode. And I think that's important to know, like, listening through the, that episode, too, it's like, we all have different ways of categorizing like some of those episodes we talked about in that episode where, you know, ones that maybe we consider bad or ones we considered weird or that they just didn't sit right with you. And like, I feel like that's a very, it's a very unique way to categorize something because it can mean so many things to a person where it could just be the content where it's like, I don't get why they're talking about the arms race in the 24th century or I just don't like these characters interacting with each other. So it's weird to me or just they don't like the content or or the plot is really messy or they just straight up hate the episode because of whatever other reason yeah and you know um you know we mentioned about weird episodes you know one i think they the the two episodes from next generation that they probably should really consider getting rid of from streaming and syndication um and i'm just saying my personal opinion i i'm not like you know saying that they should because I know the Simpsons have done it with an episode of theirs on Disney plus because of yeah. Michael Jack because of Michael Jackson. But um the first episode of that third season, like when Michael Jackson cameoed in that episode, wasn't credited, but now it's been removed from streaming and syndication because of, of a documentary about Jackson. Um, yeah. So they don't they don't air it in syndication. They don't air they don't have it on on Disney Plus. So if for some reason, if Viacom CBS decides to like go through the entire library of Next Generation episodes, or any of the episodes from the original series that they consider to be like you know triggering, I want to say, yeah, um, and quotations, um, the only two episodes I can see that happening to are Code of Honor and Angel One <laughs> from the first season of Next Generation because Code of Honor has been deemed very, very racist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, the, the the concept is sound. Don't get me wrong. The concept is sound. I mean, but it's just the way it was, way it was portrayed was was highly racist. Yeah, that one just does not... Yeah. We're just gonna... <laughs> We're just, we, I, I don't. I, I not. I'm not overanalyzing it or anything like that. It's just that episode should just like go. I mean, even uh, Jonathan Frakes agrees that he does not like that episode either. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even what was it Denise Crosby too? Yeah, you know? yeah, and then the same one with uh, Angel One. <laughs> I mean, with the. I mean, 
I've heard very differing opinions, but I think the general consensus is that one is highly sexist. Yeah. So, I mean, more sexist than um, Turnabout Intruder. I, yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, well, you know. I, I, that, that's how I, that's how I feel about it. So. Yeah. But if, say, if Paramount Plus decided to remove them from streaming and um, Viacom CBS decides not to air them on Pluto TV or on BBC America, when where like the, those are the two places that you can pretty much watch Next Generation, um, if they would decide to just get rid of them, I mean completely, I I would understand. But yeah. I know I know that Star Trek fans like to be like to be complete. Yeah, it's also important, to, I guess, to like see that kind of stuff because you can see where there's fumbles and like story mm-hmm. writing or thinking like that's like the intention is important there, like trying to you yeah. know have a discussion around race in the future yes. and it's still it just doesn't come off right and it just comes off as really stereotyping and mm-hmm. awkward so i mean i think it's important for you to see that to be like hey look at how complicated having discussions about race is like you see people trying to make like a like a well-intentioned effort and it just ends up fumbling super hard like code of honor yes totally yeah, so I guess that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome feedback from people, though. That's yeah, yeah. great to hear. I like hearing other people's opinions on stuff, like yes. hearing, like if they liked an episode or mm-hmm. like what what they if they're just validating something they heard in that. So being like, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, totally, and I I totally would. I I just implore everyone to either send us a message or an email or comment on our posts. Gladly read them. I know. And we can definitely spend some time. If you send a bunch of emails, we can definitely dedicate an an episode to just your feedback. Fan Uh, mail. The fan mail episode. We can definitely do that. You know, it's perfectly fine. You know, we would definitely like to do an episode. I mean, I know down the line, I probably wouldn't mind doing an episode just dedicated just to you. The, the fans out there, the listeners out there so yeah when we start getting into these character analyses yes. episodes that we, we were going to start running with that Wes had an idea about mm-hmm. which that'll be an upcoming episode um yeah. do that on Wes and I character analyses <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny that's awesome So, part take two of Picard season two predictions, and I know we had a teaser trailer for Discovery already. Before before I get into it, I know we've had a teaser trailer for it. Um, granted, we probably will do a Discovery season four predictions when a more yeah detailed, detailed trailer comes out. That was a little a little like. I, I'm not sure what to take from that, except it's like, oh, something really bad happened. So yeah, exactly. So, but, but the card sure. one has been more exciting lately. Yeah, um, and especially this last one definitely gives yes. us a little bit more to work with and understand what might be happening. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the, the the teaser trailer is about 90 seconds, um, but it, it, it's chock full of more detail than the first trailer we got back in april um you know still on track for 2022 release that hasn't changed um (laughs) we still don't know when yeah granted granted, i think it will be after discovery season four um whenever agreed yeah whenever that ends whenever discovery season four ends picard picard season two will begin so um I still think that's going to be the next one, in, the first one in 2022. And then it's Strange New World, season one. But uh, I could be wrong, though. 
So yeah, that lineup, I'm not sure about. We'll see how it plays out, I guess. But yeah, right now everything seems like it's on track, and yeah, I don't know. I I just be happy if they they just like what if they just release it all at once? I I would just be so happy. <laughs> yeah, I wish they could just you know get everything done like right now, and then we can all just yeah. Like, but can, we, can someone make a replicator, but for TV shows, and then just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of algorithm that can predict how they're gonna write the show and then just release it. Thanks. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, that'd be nice. That would be nice. So, uh, yeah, still a nice second trailer. We got to see um, actually footage of Picard and Q, um, <laughs> which was nice. Um, yeah, it's. I like that he just has to call out Picard looking at the age to be like, my, yes. you've aged. And it's like, <laughs> well, so have you, Q? Like, <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. Was, where was Picard's snappy little like reaction to him being like, oh, geez, it's Q. And like being like, get out of here. Yeah, I know. And it's, you know, I wonder if they'll mention um, if there's been, if he's actually seen him since all good things somewhere in that conversation i feel like he's had to have been keeping tabs on him like that and that was part of my whole like prediction of like why he decided to come back like there's got to be something that he's just been like creeping along and just hanging out just seeing what's going on and then finally was like you know what i'm gonna intervene here and yeah have a little spin yeah and it's it, it goes like i mean q goes you know you're a bit older than i imagined <laughs> yeah which i was like so that that made me be like i'm not sure if he has seen him or not or if he's just you know giving him crap like like he always does so yeah and you know uh it's kind of weird that right now i mean granted are people people are up in arms about how john delancey looks in that teaser trailer what cute. a silver fox everybody <laughs> <laughs> no i've seen people actually complain about how old he looks oh um, I've, I've had a lot of people i've seen a lot of people talking about being like oh nice like silver yeah. fox dude and i'm like oh man yeah i don't know if i, I can say the same about god <laughs> lancy great yeah. guy but i'm not sitting here being like wow what a cutie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can't ever get over that purple weird purple dead skin lipstick look that he had in mm-hmm. next generation that just threw me off i'm like what's going on there yeah i know exactly i mean it's definitely more pronounced i mean that lipstick is more pronounced when it's in hd yeah than it was, <laughs> than it, than it was in standard definition uh when the next generation was remastered yeah i mean watch it, it's like was this lips always this like purple like yeah, i just remember watching it like what's going on with these lips here like i don't remember i'm looking this dramatic but no maybe it's I, the hd yeah maybe it's the hd yeah maybe <laughs> but you know uh i've seen people like complain about how old he looks and you know it's like he did play uh an older version of q before um, yeah. In the final episode of Next Generation, um, he was actually in that future timeline. Future timeline when the past year, he had like little, um, like you know, you know those people who are deaf and you have those. Like, yeah. On the top of your, back of your ears, like, what did you say? I couldn't hear you. Yeah. What did she say? <laughs> yeah, she has. He, so he has played a ver- an older version of his uh, of his character in the past. And I think you know he's always been able to like you know, yeah. freely will how he wants to present himself and look. Maybe he maybe he made himself look older to make Picard feel a little bit better about looking older, you know? Like yeah. I had that joke being like maybe he that's like the whole joke that he comes back looking older being like, well I thought I'd better age myself a little bit to make you feel better. Like yeah. I can see that kind of poking fun. Yeah, character. and I can see what you're saying happening too. Yeah. You know, is a you know, you're a bit older I imagine. Well Picard would say, you know, <laughs> so do you so are you <laughs> <laughs> so are you <laughs> and, you know so the main topic the main theme of this teaser trailer is the road not taken yeah welcome uh, to the very end of the road not taken so that's that's a very ambiguous line from from john delancey and you know, there's like shots of Picard being at Starfleet Command with Raffi, with like um, wearing that old that twenty that uh Admiral's uniform again. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, I actually really do like that uniform. Um, yep. Agreed. <laughs> yep. Um, it's actually, I think, I like that. On that, I mean, it's definitely on par with like what came before those 
those those first contact uniforms. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think that's a, de- definitely a good progression to that. Um, that that's great progression to it. Um, that's great. Um, but the line, the road here's the end of the road not taken. Um, this could mean that the Picard that we had in Tapestry, the one who was like the lowly astrophysics officer. <laughs> Yeah, could have risen all the way to the Admiralty. <laughs> that that's what I think, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, because I think Tapestry is going to be the episode Tapestry is going to be paid very, very like you know, heavily. I mean, yeah. I could be, I make, mean, like, granted, I could be wrong. I mean, but I think it could very well play a role because because the whole the whole. Uh, it's going to be taking place in an alternate universe, apparently. Yeah, um, I, I'm assuming there's like, I mean, obviously, it's like time is the true final frontier. That was like the whole theme with Picard yeah, the, season two. And it's like, so I'm assuming there's something about like, there's got to be like a temporal anomaly or an alternate reality. Or maybe we find out the, the Picard that we've known this whole time is an alternate reality that Q is coming to like put an end to and be like, hey, welcome to the end of this weird this weird scenario playing out. I'm just going and fixing the timelines. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure, you know, we get to see, you know, the extent of some of Q's power throughout different episodes of the series. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know like the full potential of what he's capable of doing, like beyond just like him playing around with humans because he's intrigued by humans, you know, he can definitely like take people all the way across space casually, take them to different realities and you know travel around but it's all based on his own pure interests so mm-hmm. i'm not sure if this will be something where he's like taking them in like being like a ghost of christmas future and like bringing them to the future and like showing them all like what could have been and what never was or yeah totally like playing something like that or yeah yeah i don't but know then- yeah, it would be. Or is he going to be the enemy, and then it's going to be like, "Hey, I'm going to set off a chain of events just to mess with you and force you to like grow as a character, like he always does." Where it's like, "Hey, I have a ulterior motive here, but also I'm just going to put you in a really bad situation and hope that you do well with it." Yes, and yeah. So I mean, there have been subtle changes to this um, alternate timeline, you know. Uh, all of the characters are like wearing this like I mean the characters that we saw like I mean there was only like two Picard and um, Rios are wearing this like silver arrowhead with like yeah. a little, with a little knife in the middle of it where the like, the, like uh, <laughs> Starfleet arrowhead emblem with a little knife at the end like a little the handle of a knife at the end of it yeah um, <laughs> this I mean that made me think of like did something happen in this alternate reality that caused the federation to become more ruthless yeah <laughs> that's what i was making me like seeing that i'm like hmm i don't think mirror universe but i think maybe an alternate timeline where you know um maybe like you know the federation became more ruthless and like like kind of like there's an episode of ds9 um Michael Eddington, when he betrayed Cisco, and um, that whole speech he does, um, talking to Cisco about the Federation and stuff like that, you know, in some ways you're worse than the Borg, you yeah. know, and you know, and somehow that line, I think, I mean, when I saw those, when I saw those uh, combat, uh, those those um, emblems on their chest, and I'll go on both Picard and Rios, I think, and like. Did the Federation become more ruthless in trying to get more members to its to its um, union? Um, <laughs> you know, like you know, it's like join the Federation or else kind of kind of thing. That's and, yeah. And, <laughs> and even their lost Rena is is in this um, Starfleet apparently. <laughs> so the little ship that Rios has. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, it got conscripted somehow into this alternate Federation. So. Uh, but you know, but this alternate timeline could be like Picard never left Starfleet. By the way, he could have never. I mean, heck, even the Romulan supernova probably didn't happen. 
Yeah, I'm thinking like that there's starting to be something played around that. Yeah. I mean, like what's it like, like investigating what caused that and then finding out some big thing. Like, I feel like that's the accused thing is when he does show up, at least for Picard's sake, it's to like warn him or be like, hey, check this out. Or like, you want to learn about something that you would have never else had a chance to learn about? Yeah. Or something like that. You know, um, I have a feeling that um, something like that. Um, Maybe, yeah, like maybe the Romulan supernova never happened. Maybe the attack by the synth, the synth, uh, the synths on Utopia Planitia didn't happen. Um, stuff like that, which would probably be a good thing. Um, yeah. in retrospect, if they got rid of, if say like this, at the end of season two, um, the Romulan supernova could still happen, but the synth, the, the synth attack, which was, I think personally. One of the more weak, one of the one of the weakest plot points of the of the first season. Um, I mean, granted, it was it started in a short trek, but mentioned in the first episode of Picard. Um, I think, I think the synth attack on Utopia Panisha was one of the weakest plot points. Yeah. Because it was completely out of left field. Yeah, um, just like there was already so much to like bite on already with like the Romulan situation. And then you throw that in too, and it's like, are these connected, or is it just two really bad things happening at once, or like, what's the point of having this also involved in the story? And I guess you know, yeah. pushing it along. Yeah, I th- I felt it was kind of I felt that was one of the weakest plot points of season one was the attack by the synth the, the synths on Utopia Planitia, um, because um, I just I just felt like that was the one of the weakest plot points. Um, because it was like I said, it started in that short trek, Children of Mars, but it was continued in Picard, the first episode, um, when the journalist was talking to Picard about you know the anniversary of the Romulan supernova and stuff yep. like that, and brought it up, um, and made him really angry, <laughs> obviously, because I mean. Because Starfleet didn't. That's why he resigned. For those who don't know, that's why he resigned. Is because Starfleet didn't continue the mission even after that. Because, um, because even though it was more of a humanitarian crisis, that Starfleet always was, you know, bound to help. Yeah. You know, even though the the Romulans were a sworn enemy of the Federation, you know, and had relaxed their like, you know, their frosty relationship a little bit thanks to nemesis um and this happened and then the start if we decides not to do it because you know there are member worlds who said if you continue to do this we'll pull out <laughs> yeah at, at what point do do, do they uh, value membership over humanitarian crises so and that's why he left mm-hmm. um <laughs> i mean granted i mean I think that was a very ambitious thing to do in the first place. I mean, I think that was a great thing to do because we never knew what happened after Nemesis before yeah. in that nine year time frame. Which between... I would say that was the thing that made me excited about Picard when I realized that it was gonna be jumping a jumping point off of Nemesis, which for me, like Nemesis was one of those kind of like let downish like experiences yeah. where I'm like, oh yeah, that's like a lot and this is really messy and I'm not sure how to feel about this. <laughs> like, but it was exciting to see them like continue with that being like, okay, so they're going to build off of that and they're going to, you know, pursue that more, which thank goodness. So like, that was something like, I would try to explain to people being like, when I was trying to get like my boyfriend to watch that, I was trying to explain to him that I'm like, this is actually a continuation of like this movie or like of this, like this, uh, like nemesis and explaining it to him, like what happened and everything just to give him a little update which that does make it a little like i feel like it's important to know but picard made it so you don't have to know that whole background Mm -hmm. to like jump into it so that was nice too yeah and you know it was a nice little jumping tight that we actually got to see the federation after what happened with romulus in the 2009 star trek film uh, with, with the romulan supernova uh stuff like that and i mean granted I personally think it's a little bit out of there regarding the science regarding that. Um, just a little mm-hmm. bit out there, but you know, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's, that's, that's the one thing that we all got to know. It's a movie. It's not real. Um, I mean, granted we want some science accuracy, but personally, I think 
that could be a little bit out there. Yeah. But but it's okay. It's just a movie. So, <laughs> but we never knew what happened to the Federation after that. But we never knew what happened in the interim between um, mm-hmm. Nemesis and 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 that disaster. Yeah, so, there's gonna be a lot of room to like explore. I know the, explore the, a lot of different possible outcomes of like different mm-hmm. big events that have happened during that time period. Yeah, and I know that. Um, I know that the uh, books and comics have been trying to bridge that gap. Um, and all, I mean, granted, I think some of the books from the last, like, since Nemesis could be adapted as, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important to stick to some of that and, like, you know, really check it out. I feel like that's what, like, take a, take a note from Marvel. I feel like they've been doing a good job of really, like, investing time and in researching, mm-hmm. you know, really good comics and storylines from comics that might not be as well known and have really made something of those. And I'm yes. like, you know, I think Star Trek could definitely play off of some of the great material that exists in books yes, and comics. Mm-hmm. I think they could, too. But you know, I mean, granted now that um, now since the since Kurtzman take took over the franchise and since Discovery started in 2017, the books and comics have been more um, in line with what's going on on screen. I mean, like some of them, I think, I think the general consensus is that some of them are like meta canon. You know, like you know, it like you know, it's like. A little bit more of like, here's more context of what what's actually going on, so you understand a little bit better. <laughs> so uh, that's what I think is going on now, um, especially with the uh, um, with with like like the books. There have been like three books for Picard so far. I know there's one coming out this summer. Oh, nice. Uh, yep. Uh, there's been there three books. There was one about um, prior. To, um, it was prior to the the synth attack, like you know. I don't mean to spoil the book, but <laughs> but I know that certain plot points. I mean, granted, I haven't read the book either. It's called *The Less Best Hope*. It's written by Una McCormack, and she'd written the book about what happened to the Enterprise and um, Picard after Nemesis. Like uh, there was um, like <laughs> so technically, Worf became captain of the Enterprise. Um, that's that's why I'm thinking that could happen somehow. Uh, but, uh, stuff like that. And then Picard became an admiral. He didn't listen to Kirk. That would, that really ticked me off. <laughs> it's like, why did, Picard, yeah. why did Picard become an admiral when James T. Kirk himself told him not to do that? Yeah. <laughs> did you completely Fate forget the movie? Did, did you for, completely forget the, that conversation between Kirk and Picard and Generations? <laughs> I was like. When I found out that when I found out that Picard was going to be an admiral, I was going like, "What, really?" <laughs> like apparently he doesn't take a Kirk to his own word. Yeah, he like, doesn't. Thanks for the advice, but no thanks. Yeah, it's like thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> it's pretty much that's what it was. Um, but you know, he became captain. I mean, he commanded a different ship to like because it was going to happen, and they were trying to figure out what to do. And Picard took command of another ship and stuff like that. So um, yeah. that's pretty much what it is and stuff like that. And because yeah, I'll be it'll be really interesting to see where they end up on, like where they're gonna put Picard and mm-hmm. what they're gonna focus on with his story. Is it gonna be like a like Christmas Carol vibe of like going back and looking at all of his mm-hmm. mistakes and being like, do you remember when he made this mistake? What about this one? Now here's a chance to change it. Or what if we? Yeah you know like yeah. try something different but i it'll be interesting i i like that jonathan frakes is directing i thought that was pretty interesting yeah you know he can still he can still do it even though uh, yeah because you know you know out of the three um live action star trek productions that have still an active production the only one that hasn't had a covid pro- problem is picard so far so good, um, yeah, I mean, Strange New Worlds and and Discovery have, yeah, and and all, but the one thing that Picard has never has um hasn't had so far is a COVID outbreak, which is a good thing, but uh, because, I mean, granted, you know, now that California is fully reopened again, mm-hmm. 
yep, and now they can probably do more things and stuff like that. So, yeah, so um, about that scene in Starfleet Command, they see like a whole bunch of Alpha Quadrant species um, flags, and they're all based on what they had previously, actually. Um, it's actually kind of nice to see actual things that have been seen before in Star Trek. Um, there was like a Klingon flag, there was a Bajoran flag, there was mm-hmm. a Cardassian flag, um, and there was a Tellarite flag. Oh, someone's car alarm's going off uh, outside. Uh, I'm not Heck trying to. Yeah. Re- I hate what a beautiful background noise. Yeah. So I can't actually hear it, so I'm like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> okay, now it's going off. Okay. <laughs> it's so weird. It's just went off. Um,. Yeah, so there was a whole bunch of canonical flags that we've seen before, which was nice to see. Um, maybe the Klingons joined the Federation in this alternate reality. Um, or they're still probably still allies, hopefully. I mean, yeah. granted, by the time of Star Trek Online, they're enemies again. But um, but that's that's meta-canon again. Um, even though it's under direct license from Viacom CBS. Um but definitely, there was a whole bunch of canonical flags there, including one I don't think we've ever seen before. I mean, granted, it probably was in Discovery, but I don't remember. Um, the Tellarite flag was there. Yeah. I think it was in Discovery, but I'm not 100% sure. But um, maybe there'll be some tie-in with Season 3 of of Discovery a little bit. I mean, could yeah, probably... Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, see if some tie-in there. Um, maybe this is the beginning of the, like, like, Maybe it starts off. You having to bother Discovery next, like he hasn't he hasn't gotten to bother them yet, you know. Yeah, and he so, could now. He yeah. Could now. Um, yeah. So it's like um, I think maybe it's like a tiny bit related to season three, maybe. Um, you know, with the Federation, you know, fracturing a little bit, just a little bit. Um, with this alternate universe and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But I think the biggest thing ever was Jerry Ryan. She wakes yeah. up in this, she wakes up in this really weird apartment, and she finds out that she doesn't have her um, implant anymore. Yeah, it's gone off of her face. Yeah, and she's like she's like freaking she's out. She's, she's like, and she oh. looks down and sees like a pin and like some makeup on her desk, and it's like I don't know like a, why the look down and then looking at that being like, huh, what's going on? Yeah, about that pin you know fan sets who makes all those pins for star trek are gonna have a field day um <laughs> looking at that thing and making it you know uh <laughs> with all those pins that fan sets makes um and stuff like that because i i mean with the, the pins that they make and stuff like that they're gonna have a field day with that one because you know we don't know exactly what that symbol is and yeah um, i was like that's not something i've seen before and i you know i kind of scoured around to see if i heard any commentary in it but i didn't really see a lot of like online chat about it so i was kind of like did i was that something that people already knew about and i missed it or something because i didn't see a lot of people commenting on that but i thought it was weird because i'm like i don't remember seeing this symbol no and um actually i heard something about maybe um Maybe it's something to do with the Federation. I think I heard it from a different podcast, actually. Because um, they were talking about this trailer. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to shout you guys out right now. It's a Strange New Pod. Um, a Strange New Pod podcast. Um, they were mentioning this. And I think they were mentioning something about, like, maybe... That's right. That, that's where the Mirror Universe kind of thing, like alternate Ruthless Universe came out. Was that was that was that pin that seven that, that um seven has um stuff like that and yeah, yeah maybe maybe may, yeah maybe in this in this alternate timeline she never got assimilated you yeah know? and that's what I'm like wondering I'm like is it is it that they found a way to remove the implants or was it that she is never she's never been bored yeah and I, yeah that's what I was wondering about answer. like. <laughs> Or is it, yeah, and she she is herself, uh, her human self. Um, yeah. Like, or if Q is doing some sort of buffoonery of, uh, you know, playing everybody or imagining that or putting everyone through some sort of trials of, like, a close uh, personal character study of each of these characters. Yeah, maybe. And all, it'd be interesting to see. Because um, she wakes up and she um, doesn't have her input on, notices the pin, 
But then there's a wedding ring on her finger. Did you notice that? Now I'm like going to look. I'm like, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's wearing a wedding ring on her finger. So in this alternate timeline, she could be married. Yeah, that's what I know. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. I wonder. (laughs) Yeah. Are we going to get, oh, you know, this would be really, really interesting. And I'm thinking this is going to be really interesting. You know, we saw Raffi and Seven having, like, you know, more of a romantic thing at the end of season one. Yeah. And here's the funny part. I think maybe, just maybe, maybe Robert Beltran comes back and plays Chakotay. Oh, man. That'd be epic. And, I haven't heard anything about him. I've randomly heard that, like, Robert Picardo, like, yeah. talking about being called back for Picard. And yeah, I'm like, wait, are you going to be emergency medical hologram here? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be interesting, too, you know? You know, but it, it's just weird that she, you know, she sees she, there's a wedding ring on her finger, you know? And, you know, this would be weird if it would be because Robert Beltran still works, still, an act, still acts. So, yeah. um, so. Um, yeah, I just, it'd be interesting to hear how many people are getting pulled back for this. Because now, you know, we're going across multiple series and picking multiple up different timelines. characters throughout the series. Yeah, and multiple timelines. So it's like, I just wonder how they're going to play it all together. Oh, this will be... I I, I still stand firm on my belief that this will be the, the most ambitious season of Star Trek to date. Um, yeah. Because... Especially if they get... I just really... I feel like there's a lot of high hopes. Especially bringing Q back where I'm like, I feel like Q is a really divisive character for a lot of star trek fans like some people really like him and like being around and some people just absolutely loathe his character yes and i completely agree with you on that um but uh yeah it's it's um interesting to see what's gonna happen um i think in this timeline she is probably annika hansen Mm -hmm. in this in this timeline and stuff like that and i want to the last thing i want to mention is that on the same day as the trailer was released by Paramount, uh, by Paramount Plus, they also released a new teaser poster, and it oh. shows the Los Angeles skyline with the freeways in the delta shape. So, oh, that's cool. yeah, it's it's it, it's it's Los Angeles roughly present day. Yeah, and I mean, like some of the like the previous like teasers and things like people have like taking pictures of mm-hmm. like them in production and stuff like they were on a bus you know like transit yeah. system which i'm not sure if in you know the 24th century there's still buses running you know like <laughs> or maybe only certain parts of the world have them still or something like it could be a classist thing too but regardless it's like i'm assuming there's gonna be some time stuff and that i'm assuming they're in present day uh oh, president yeah present day la for that scenery yeah and it'll be interesting to see what happens with that because um i wonder how they i mean first of all how do they travel back probably it's pretty obvious it's q but um but i'm kind of curious to know what brought them to the present day um was it something like something that q wanted them to take care of that yeah i feel like he always has like an ulterior motive of like he's trying to teach something or Mm -hmm. make them understand something like maybe something happened in the 21st century that put everything on a path that ended up like how picard ended up or yeah why the federation ended up the way it did or you know something really something really minuscule that set up a chain of events that led them up to where they are now Mm -hmm. and that, that he wants them to see something there yeah and i hope it's not as I hope it's more, it's got more oomph regarding um, what happened in the present day that caused this ruthless federation. Because I'm going to tell you guys this much right now, Mackenzie. I do not mind Discovery Season 3, but the way they, disco- the way they explained the galactic event that caused the federation to splinter, the burn, Yeah. the explanation is atrocious yeah i totally agree uh, um i i i had i mean i get it but um it's also for like, something so grandiose it requires a, a very 
good explanation. Yeah, and I expected more from that. But it was just a, a little kid who lost his mom. It was like, oh. I mean, I mean, I get it. I get it. I understand. But still, I thought that was the the explanation for the burn was the was the weakest plot point of season three of Discovery. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that's why I'm hoping for for the reason why they're going back to the 21st century and going back to 2021 Los Angeles, pretty much is it better be a darn good explanation of why. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in the words of Carl Sagan, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, and I hope this is the case. I hope so too. I mean, I mean, granted, I'm gonna enjoy the bus scenes with Raffi and Seven because I just, I just see a bunch of vi- Voyage Home vibes. Uh, <laughs> is there gonna be? Oh, you know, what would be funny if they had Kirk Thatcher who played that punk on the bus in the Voyage Home. Oh did, yeah, and he did it, and he did, actually did it in a Spider-Man movie too. If he were sweet. on that bus and played the same song, <laughs> that'd be it. That'd be so epic. The, the "I Hate You" song. Uh, yeah. no, <laughs> but then oh. we get to watch Seven of Nine reacting. Yeah, or Seven and Raffi reacting to it. Oh gosh, that would be epic. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So it's gonna be. I think, like I said, most ambitious season. Um, I mean, granted, you know, all of the Star Treks now have been more and trying to be ambitious and stuff like that and, um, stuff like that. And I, we don't know who's on the season, you know, other than the five main characters, other than. Yeah. There's been like leaks of uh, people who are going to be joining or. Yeah. Talks of people posting that they've been like reached out to and then getting people's hopes up and then being sad when they're not actually what we had hoped but hopefully like anyone that's had commentary about possibly being involved will be the, the, the tip of that iceberg, but that maybe there'll be even more. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Cause you know, I, I'm granted, I hope we, like, I still hope we still see the enterprise E somehow. Um, Cause we still need to see that. I, I would totally love to see that in a TV version of Star Trek because this is a really weird explanation of why. When when First Contact, Insurrection, and Nemesis were being made, especially First Contact and, and Insurrection, DS9 was still on the air. Yep. And, um, you know, and Rick Berman. <laughs> oh, good old Rick Berman. Um, <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. He had made a decision to – because – with the DS9 writers, do not include the Enterprise E uh, in your stories because because it's restricted to the movies and stuff like that. That's it. I did not know that. And if we see the Enterprise E, which I was hoping for in Picard season one, but uh, it would be nice to give a little like like a little bit of a hey Berman, here you go. <laughs> Or something like Look that. Look what I got, Berman. Look what I got, Berman. I got the I put the Enterprise E in this story. Ha! It was I think it was an unwritten rule or something like that. But I remember he I think he said that to the writers of DS9 not to conclude the Enterprise E in the in the Dominion War stories, even though they probably wanted to. Many yeah. Times. I um, can feel that. Yeah. <laughs> but they just didn't want to. Like, you know, they didn't want to include it for some reason. I think it was Berman who said, don't. So. Yeah, that's interesting. I did not know that little factoid. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, I think it was like a, yeah, I think it was stuff like that. So it was, that's how it all came down. So that's why I'm hoping for an Enterprise E appearance still. Yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> maybe we'll get, well, maybe we'll get James McAvoy, like I said before, you know, playing the younger Picard. Maybe we'll get a Stargazer. Maybe we'll get like a Stargazer scene. Maybe we'll get an Enterprise E scene with him playing a younger version of Picard on the bridge, so on, epic. bridge on the bridge of the Enterprise, either on the D too. Even though we saw that in the first episode of Picard, the Enterprise D, so stuff like that. Who knows? Lots of possibilities. Yes, I just want to hear if anybody else has. I'm like, this is where I really want to hear people's like feedback on our episodes that we do. Being like, hey, what are your predictions? Like, I want to hear some of these predictions. Yes, definitely. So that 
leads into our final thoughts. Um, that yeah, definitely, I would love to hear your um, your uh, what's this thing? Um, I totally would love to hear your uh, thoughts about it. You know. Yeah, I know. Are you excited? Are you disappointed? Are you uh, <laughs> reading people... because of Q? Like, are you loving because of Q? Yeah, I I don't think Q is there to. Um, I mean, granted, a lot of fans ha- are have a mixed bag regarding season one of Picard. Yeah, and that's already like setting up, being like, okay, so now they're gonna try to pull in Q and like fix things or change some of that. Yeah, I know. I mean. I think probably the reason why Cube popped up in the first place was because he probably saw Picard turn into this android. Yeah. And he probably wants him back in their flesh and blood. Yep. <laughs> so uh, that's probably that's probably why he showed up in the first place. And you know, if that ends up being the end of the season where Q turns him back into an um, a human being, um, real human being. <laughs> yeah. They turn like Pinocchio and turn him back to a real boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would be like, I mean, granted, you know, <laughs> uh, it would be interesting to see. But considering that they're filming seasons two and three together, it will be very, very interesting Yeah. to see what comes out of it. Because you never know, this could be a two-season story, which would be very, yeah. very good to do, which, which would be very, very interesting to do. Yeah, and then it gives them more space to really flush out whatever it is that they're trying to tackle. Like, that's my biggest thing of, like, giving, like, time and space for a storyline where I'm like, if you're gonna, you know, focus in on some sort of plot point, at least having a couple seasons to really flush it out feels nice. If you're gonna go with a static route like that. Yes, totally, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, I mean, they've they've said that they have enough material for three seasons, but they decided to um, do it as long as Stuart is able to and wants to do it, you know. And you know, I which thank it. goodness that uh, Patrick Stewart likes Picard as a character because that can be a tough thing. Like, I, I just don't want it to turn into like a like a Han Solo situation where he just like you know, like Harrison Ford does not like you know star wars and you know like something like that where it's like don't don't burn him out though or don't ruin don't ruin his respect for his own character to the point where he's just like no i that's not me and like get super bent out of shape about it yeah it's like you know that kind of feeling is like you know uh don't i'll I'll do it as long as i can but you know it's like i I will end when i feel like it's nietzsche's rational end again um (laughs) Because he had said no to Star Trek projects playing Picard for what, like 16, 17 years. I was at that like, point. yeah, nearly twenty years. Yeah, at that point. So, uh, because and you know, he had totally wanted to turn them down too. So, um, at that point, so, uh, but you know, they were he was intrigued, and that's the end of that. The rest is history. <laughs> And it's right now, episode 21, next week. Um, We're going to talk about, um, this is going to be the first of a few, ep- uh, several episodes talking about um, character analyses. Ooh, that's going to be interesting to do. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it'll be interesting to like play out like how we want to talk about, like talk about the history or like, I, I wasn't sure how you plan to like structure those or like what you wanted to like focus mm-hmm. on for those, but like I'm excited just to like talk about and I guess uh to note too we were gonna actually uh exclusively talk about the prime Kirk not Kelvin Kirk like those will be actual like separate thing analyses yes. Yes. which is important which I think is really cool because then you can like branch out and like what about the mirror universe versions of characters and other alternate timeline characters yes totally so until next week take care and live long and prosper Live long and prosper.